Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. One, two, clean. Cheers. Cheers. Hey, guys, my Who line? says clink out loud? What's up, Kyle? I was going to do like... That went two different directions. (laughs) (laughs) Distinctly. I I miss Vine a lot, to be honest. I mean, like, TikTok is basically the same thing, but... Liked- Vine was just Vine was just all about the funny. You know what I mean? See, that's why I liked Vine, because it was to the point. It was six seconds. But, like, with TikTok, too long. Way too long. Like, I get it's good for content creators, because they can get, like, three minutes worth of material out. Because I feel like TikTok became, like, if YouTube and Vine married one another, that's what TikTok became. But sometimes I'm watching TikTok videos and they're just too long. Like I don't have the mental capacity or the attention span to watch three minutes of a girl cook me an egg, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, Vine was all about the funny, but like TikTok really gives people the opportunity to like take it other places. And like that three minute feature, uh, just get it away. I want my videos short and I want them sweet and I want them funny and that's it. You do do your videos very short. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's what, especially for ads, because I do a lot of, like, partnerships and stuff, nobody's about to watch, like, a three-minute ad. That's the thing, like, when brands reach out to me and they're like, please make me a three-minute video about this face cream, I'm like, first of all, my TikTok is about New York City. 
why would you offer to pay me like over a thousand dollars to make a 15 sec i mean to make a three minute video about face cream that nobody's gonna watch and i tell them and i'm like with all due respect this video is not gonna get as many views as you think it does just because of my audience and like where they are and how old they are and the fact that none of my content has to do about face cream and i'm like i can still incorporate it but like i recommend like you know here's what i recommend and then they're like no you know we usually have a set way to do things with our influencers and here's an example of like three viral videos that you know other influencers have posted who use this model and then i look at them and they're all like makeup accounts and i'm like yeah, they're makeup accounts with like two million followers i'm like maybe that's why i like, know so confusing sometimes i swear to god um but what were we talking about um we were just talking about how i miss vine it's oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah social media has changed our attention span and it's weird though because think about it as kids like i can't speak for everyone obviously but like my source of entertainment was books because like yeah i could watch tv sometimes but like i didn't have an ipad i didn't have an iphone i didn't have a flip phone until middle school so you had a flip phone yes and she was a baddie she was like a purple dinosaur phone i ran the school that's so cool stop it i feel like it was bedazzled Yeah, I got my first. Well, I had a Firefly when I was little. I had two buttons. It was called nine one one, and my parents. And then I had that phone in middle school. Then I had an iPhone in like later middle school, high school. But I feel as though when I was younger, my source of entertainment was books, and because of that, that instilled in me like a, a love for learning or like a love for reading. But I feel like kids nowadays, like they get an iPad when they're like three. So where are they going to get that from? Like having them read stuff in middle school and high school and college is going to be so difficult because they didn't have that source of entertainment as a kid. And people who want to be authors now for kids, you're not going to have an audience because kids just want to play Mario Kart. Do you think there was a disconnect kind of? Because like when we were in high school, the digital age, I think that's when it first started to really, really get um, not so much. It started to boom and like spike, but it started to become a consistent daily thing for teens like we'd go on social media like instagram and snapchat at all times like 24 7 that's all we thought about so do you think there was kind of a disconnect between like written homework and like written exams and how basically all our education in high school was still very like writing physical tangibly based and then like our social lives were just all about like online what do you think yeah because my school required us to have laptops in sixth grade in iPads in middle school as a part of like learning stuff but I also went to a private school so I guess they could demand you get an iPad but um I think it was an, a kind of a healthier balance in the sense that we didn't grow up necessarily in a very formidable age from like 13 to 17 where everything was social media because if you think about kids now like these kids don't have ugly faces anymore and you know during those ugly phases when you build character and you build your personality and your humor like i attribute my funniness to me being a very ugly child <laughs> so when i see little girls on instagram i see girls on instagram I'm like oh my god she's so cute blah blah blah. and her bio says she's 14 i'm like uh, where's the awkward phase where's the silly bands where's the little edible eat erasers where's the hannah montana fashion era i just i just don't understand it's a, and like formals too like dance formals i see girls who i knew who were like kindergarten age when i was in like whatever because i did that whole like kids safety program where i would like lead them across like the sidewalk you know what i'm talking about like oh, yeah. the buddy system we call that psychor 
<laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't even know what that stands for, but it, we called it Psycore. Yeah. That's very interesting. That sounds like QAnon. Like that's, it gives yeah. me like QAnon vibes. Psycore. Yeah, it's probably related. That's so funny. But like those little kids who I knew, <clears throat> now they're now they're actually like in eighth grade. And they're going to like their little formals and their little like dances, like the school dances. And they're wearing like really revealing dresses and I'm like when I was your age I was in my pippy long stockings stockings and in my little plaid polka dotted skirt with a shirt that came like above my chin so I don't really know <laughs> what is happening right now yeah I remember I wore a strapless dress to my sixth grade dance for valentine's day and the mothers had a field day <laughs> I was like y'all are you are all pushing 50 and 60 y'all did not even talk about my dress that's yeah, so that's- weird <laughs> I think it's a small town. Like, I'm from a very big, small town, is how I would call it. Like, Jacksonville is necessarily probably the biggest town in the country, I'm actually pretty sure. But, like, land-wise. But in terms of people, like, I went to the same school of people I went to kindergarten with all the way through high school. So, it felt very small. That's so funny. But speaking of that transition from, like, high school to college, today we're going to talk – it's going to be part one in, in like, a two-part series. And Cindy and I are going to talk about today – um kind of those first steps into transitioning into like the adult world in some sense like finding independence in college your major and stuff like that but the second part of the series is going to be um what is it (laughs) oh i don't know if you're you're asking no i was i was gonna say i was gonna say it and then i couldn't think of it so now it's your turn i don't know if you were like leading on to it or if you were like sydney say something um we're focusing now on more of the beginning stages of developing your career so choosing a major what to study in school how to get your foot in the door and then next week we're more talking about how to transition from college to actual adulthood so learning how to be on your own how to choose like a job straight out of college etc um also just to bring it back really quick jacksonville is the third largest city in the u.s by area the first one is wrangell arkansas ew which is like 2542 miles or something and the sec can you guess what the second one is new york no that's by population new york's the biggest by population but not by it's kind of a it's kind of a big city well i guess it's just a little island never mind yeah. The second uh, one Texas. is Anchorage, Anchorage, Alaska. Can you okay, believe? Honestly, <laughs> this might be kind of controversial, but I feel like Alaska should be in Canada. We can't even get to them. Like, I don't know. Oh my! Wait, speaking just really quick of like states and like where things are, like geographic things whatever i watched this video on tiktok about how like this guy went up to certain like girls or like guys like teenagers at the mall and he asked them questions about geography like how many states are there like basic citizenship geography questions and literally nobody could answer them like he asked how many continents there were in the world and the girl was like uh 50 Sometimes I, I worry about our education system. Can you believe but, um, that? Oh, my God. Okay, but anyway, back to the topic. It's it's funny because I'm a politics minor, but my major also does politics. So a lot of my classes, we talk about education system, et cetera. And it's like the average American cannot name the three branches of government or their current, or their current representative or even their governor probably can't even spell america <laughs> but we have we somehow went from having the best education system in the u.s in the world to having like not like not even being on the same playing field 
in terms of our population and whatever equals around the country. Like obviously in terms of higher education, we did number one, but in terms of public education uh, in general, we, we, need, we need a little help with that. We need, we need to think about that a little more. Aren't we like number 44 in the country? I mean, in the state. I mean, in the, sorry, aren't we number 44 in the world? <laughs> see, that, that's, see, that's what we're talking about right there. Um, I think we're in the 50s. Last time I, I wrote a paper about it a couple weeks ago. We were in the 50s then, but I don't even know. That's so weird. I don't even know. I don't know. But speaking of like education and stuff. <laughs> Speaking of education, which is literally our topic for today. <laughs> Sorry, I literally cracked myself up. Um, I got an espresso and I tried it for the first time today. So I am on 12 right now because I had like a triple shot of espresso like an hour ago. So I'm literally. So if I'm Ooh, going too fast, to just let you. me know. Hmm. I've got to tell you, I had coffee this morning. Like I made myself coffee. Granted, I put dissolved coffee in hot water, but. So I don't drink coffee, if you guys don't know. Yeah, she I just does don't not. like it. <laughs> and I just, it makes me feel weird, like the caffeine. But I'm about to start law school next year, and I'm always tired. So I figured I'm going to give it a try. But I couldn't find milk or sugar, so I put chocolate syrup in it. I was about to say, Sydney, there are these, um, like, cups for the Nespresso, and it's literally, like, mocha. Like, it's a mocha coffee that you can just, like, put it in. So I'm going to get some for you yeah. before we go back. Oh, you're so kind. Like, mochas, I can, like, kind of handle you know, it's like mm-hmm. training wheels. I like these yeah. training wheels. So do, do you feel like more energized today? I've been up since 5 a.m. So I, because I'm in L.A., I have to work on East Coast times. So I've had to wake up at 5 a.m. every day this week. So you've been up so for almost, you've been up for a while. I was going to say almost 12 hours, but that's not true because I am, it's four o'clock where I am right now, and it's one o'clock mm-hmm. where Sydney is. So to me, it, I was gonna say twelve hours, but five a.m. Eight, eight hours. Yeah. No, not eight hours. Seven hours. That's crazy. Time. It's okay. You know what? Eight hours. We're so dumb. No, it's just, man. I have not been like this coffeeed up in so long. I'm literally like, my brain is going way too fast for the words to come out of my mouth. So when I was like, we're forty-four in the state, county, country, city, town, country, world. <laughs> I said that. I hate the word county. I hate using Zoom because it makes me realize how big my head is. Cindy, your head is not big. big. It's not. It's really not. And And it fits your face like perfectly. And you're stunning. No. Now you can't because you're running like that. No, you literally can't see them. They're like translucent. Anyway, the topic. Um, Yes. So I think Sarah and I had very, we had somewhat similar but somewhat different experiences in terms of choosing what to study in college because i'm not sarah could tell her story because i'm not gonna like tell it for her. she's right there but um stop it it's like you're ordering my food for me stop it at <laughs> um going into so you guys know i'm from jacksonville or maybe you don't know uh went to private school <laughs> and when i was going to apply for college usc not south carolina ill southern california was my first choice like my first choice first choice first choice and I was planning on double majoring in politics and dramatic writing because they have a very very good art school and taking that segueing that into show writing or being a showrunner or being a screenwriter something of that sort and so I ended up applying to NYU just because I thought New York would be fun and I know they have like Tish was an amazing program and I could also do both at the same time and honestly my only like sticker like 
uh, criteria that I had to stick by was I wanted to be as far away from Florida as possible. I did not apply anywhere in the South, anywhere in the Southeast, anywhere in Florida was not an option. So when I got waitlisted at USC, I was literally devastated, but I decided to go to NYU because I knew Tish was still a really good school for dramatic writing and still do politics. Then I got to NYU and was like, actually, I don't want to do this at all. So <laughs> I did the major that Sarah and I are both in, which is media, culture, and communications, which is super broad, which is why I liked it. And because you can choose a specialization, and we both, I think, did, we had to choose two. Both of us did politics and entertainment. And weirdly enough, that's not how we met. We definitely should Which have. is really weird, right? You would think. Yeah. But Cindy and I are just I really similar people. Yeah, you know us. <sighs> so, yeah. And then I did a, a minor in politics. But for me, that was like a way... Because I knew that I had a lot of career choices that I wanted to maybe pursue, which was like law, uh, screenwriting, and political like campaigns or yeah. office. And I... There's no major that would have encompassed all three of those things besides MCC. So like, I lucked out because if I'd gone to USC, I wouldn't have had that. So I think one, this kind of goes back to our last episode, I think you do always end up where you're supposed to be. But also do research into majors because I kind of thought every school had the same majors and they don't. So I think find something that you're actually interested in. Because if you're, if you're not interested in what you're studying, you're not going to do well. Like that's just how things work, and if you want to like specialize, exactly. So it's like just you have such a limited. You're paying so much money, such a limited time. So much do money. what you want to do, because you can kind of market it into whatever you want. Honestly, no one really cares anymore. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say that's one thing with most majors. I'm not gonna say all because if you want to be a surgeon, you obviously need to be pre med. Um, yeah. But with most, and even then, I guess there are some exceptions, but most of the time, you can make your major whatever you want it to be. And most of the time, you go into a field that is completely different from your major, but it's the point that you have a bachelor degree that gets you started. You know what I mean? Um, like, chances are, I mean, for example, I had a, I, I'm, I'm in events directing right now, and, like, that literally has nothing to do with my major, which is communications and politics. It, it, it's, like, similar in a way, but it's... Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. different in most ways you know so i think uh just ensuring that you are learning something that you are interested in and not putting so much pressure on yourself being like oh i'm majoring in english i have to be i have to do something with this degree that exactly pertains to what i learned and i you know so just think in terms like that but for me when i was in high school which is kind of similar to sydney's story but um not really. I did want to be very invested in drama. So I wanted to go into musical theater and I wanted to study at like Tisch and all of the big musical theater programs I applied to like Ithaca, Elon, whatever, Boston College, um, Emerson, whatever. And I auditioned for all of those schools. And before I even got my first acceptance or rejection, I was like, no <laughs> I just kind of was auditioning one day and I was like I enjoy this but making it a job for me like making it work is making me not like it you know and I still like doing yeah. musical theater but yeah exactly I still like doing musical theater but it's a hobby and I like going to shows and I like being involved in some other ways that doesn't involve my livelihood depending on it or my grades depending on it that just that just wasn't for me you know so um I'm still very passionate about my major and I really do like what I'm learning uh, but it's just not something that I love so much that my very mental health depends on whether or not I do well you know what I mean like it was really crossing that boundary which is why I made the switch but now I am obviously a communications major at NYU 
and it's so fun and especially I think that politics element really always um sparks like the my passionate side as well so I think finding that really healthy balance where it's something that you really enjoy doing but not something that if you do have a setback or if you do fail because your grades are subjective because you're being graded by a human being um I think just maintaining that balance is really really important in choosing your major as well yeah and um side note I just looked it up and shockingly uh you don't have to be pre-med to go to med school you they actually encourage you to not or some schools obviously not all like like you to be in other majors to show you have other interests you just have to take like a certain amount of required classes like biology chem whatever that is like, very interesting i did not know that it's kind of same with law schools you don't have to major in pre-law or politics to go to law school in fact most people don't a lot of people do like anthropology or art history or they do stem that somewhat relates to the kind of law they want to practice which i think is pretty cool but yeah that's just me Ooh, my mouth hurts from talking <laughs> yeah exactly I, I completely agree I know a lot of people who are graduated from college who are doing something that is completely completely unrelated to their major like my one friend she actually did major in English and now she's doing something like in literal math you know what I mean like I think she, I'm pretty sure she's a math teacher or something so I think it's just getting that experience um and taking some courses like take it take a course in like a little bit of everything obviously like Sydney said make sure it's something that you're at least baseline interested in but like try something new really really broaden your horizons when you're in college I think that that's so important because you might not be doing something that is pertaining to exactly your major that's why gen eds are so important and that's why extracurriculars are so important and liberal arts electives are so important because you need to get that holistic education in order to gain not only professional experience but also life experience you know to become like a member of society you need to be um educated at least in some baseline way you know like we were ranting earlier on in the episode about how people can't even name the three branches of government just stuff like that I think is so important you know because you can learn about pentagons like all day long like geometry but at the same time you need to know certain like factoids to be like a like a proper citizen you Factoids. know yeah yeah i mean like to I've vote and stuff you're so funny i don't even know what that Factoids. means let me look it up facts do you mean facts no i meant fact i wanted to sound smart Factoids. Wait, that sorry that was <clears throat> i mean that could be a word i just don't know no I, I just really wanted to sound smart wait let me look at factoid is a brief or trivial item of news or information <laughs> so the exact opposite of what you mean you're so funny um <laughs> Um, 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 uh, oh yeah so and honestly because I think the generation before us and before that generation so basically our parents to millennials that's when the idea of having a bachelor degree to get a job became kind of a requirement I think because now most people are getting bachelor degrees now you need a master's degree to get a good job people want to see that you're actually interested in like what you're doing because like honestly most people i know that have graduated within the last three or four years are getting entry-level jobs obviously but their jobs either want them to get a master's degree in order to get paid more or just to be able to negotiate a higher raise 
pretty a lot most people i know are going to do master's degrees or like post-grad like my sister is my friend finance etc whatever but um so if you are doing something like that i would honestly encourage you to do something you're actually interested in for your undergrad whether that's psychology or art history or history or english or writing or communications or whatever you want to do engineering whatever and then you have your master's degree to specifically do what your job is whether that's uh music a and r or that's engineering or biomedical engineering whatever it's because you have chances to study uh what you kind of have to for your job but the time to do what you actually want to do and be passionate about i feel like is so limited in some situations exactly and i know in high school i was given a lot of um you know guidance help and to that tune it was a lot like the first question I would be asked is like what are your career goals what do you want to be when you grow up and honestly I don't really agree with that I think it's important but I don't think it should be number one on your list I think that you should think about what courses what like high school courses you excel in or courses in general um I think you should think about your extracurriculars like the clubs that you're in and like what you enjoy what you're really passionate about what you're talented you know to do like because there's a difference between being like good at something and like liking something like for example prime example love to dance I simply cannot bust it down but I love to dance I dance all the time in front of like Sydney at the apartment when I'm cooking like I and like at clubs I literally embarrass myself but I'm not good at it (laughs) yeah when I'm I'm chopping vegetables for Sydney to put in her Guinness stew I am dancing let's let's run that back I was like (laughs) girl when you're cooking what you're so funny (laughs) when Um, I'm cooking eggs in the morning every single morning I am dancing my little dancey dance and I suck at it so I think also that's an important balance um but those are all really important things and then I think like number four on that list should be like what are my career what are my career goals so like yeah your extracurriculars what courses you excel in and what you're good at then your career goals because I think it's important but like prioritizing it as number one like the number numero uno the alpha isn't really gonna work long term yeah because like in high school and you stop saying like because in high school I was super <laughs> interested in photography and dance and writing and things that were very artistic and that's kind of what pushed me to want to study writing in college but then I realized that I don't want that to be my work it's something that I enjoy doing because I don't have to do it it's something I can do on the side or for fun or for a stress relief because I realized when writing became a monthly deadline with requirements and subject requirements and criteria I lost the joy of wanting to write because I want to write what I want to write because I want to write it not because I have to for a grade yes so I think that keeping that as my passion and finding something that I could see myself doing long-term and also still be passionate about is what was important to me. Yeah, that's exactly what happened with me, though. When I, I was in high school, I really, really loved musical theater. I was president at the Glee Club. So I ain't flex, I know. Clearly, I was very popular in high school. But, <laughs> um, you know, and I really liked to dance. I took dance classes and stuff. But when I, as soon as I put... At, or, as soon as I prioritized it in a way as I had to do it and like it was a necessity and like it was a job and it was work and my livelihood basically would depend on it like as soon as I started framing it like that I started really not to like it you know like I haven't really been on a stage since just because it made me hate it so much you know um but now I have like a hell I can have a healthier relationship with theater what do you hear that no you can't hear it 
I thought you were widening your eyes at me because I itched my nipple. Uh-huh. <laughs> so oh, no. Like, what are you doing? Cole got a drum set, and I can hear it through my headphones, through the, my door closed, upstairs, through his door closed. I want to I wanna know why giving him drums was an idea. No, I anyway, cannot hear continue. it. Uh, no, I was, um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So the minute that I kind of placed musical theater and acting in a framework of necessity, like I had to do it for a job, I, my grades depended on it, my livelihood would basically depend on it in the future, I started to hate it. And now that I'm not doing it as my major, I can have a more healthy relationship with it, which I really appreciate, you know, because nobody's saying like that you can't do something even though it's not your major you know like you can have your major in college and still do the hobbies that you love you know what I mean like you might love to do pottery like it might be literally your I always use pottery as an example and I don't know yeah why. you do and I don't know why it's <laughs> so funny because you don't you do pottery that's do why pottery. it's so random <laughs> I know so you can funny. still make that base you can still spin that little spinny thing around and make your clay vase I don't know go style I don't know what you do you do what you do but that doesn't necessarily have to be like what you do for school yeah I'm, I'm just literally a prophet right now Ugh, I love yeah this. yeah I just had the best chili ever for lunch I love chili so much I told you about that one place in um in LA that like wraps the cheese in the meat so when you eat it every bite has cheese it's so good that's so nice i went to wawa yesterday too and i got some night i got like some brisket and brisket from wawa (laughs) (laughs) but i will never understand i want you to have public so you can realize how dank no dank (laughs) how how some word that means bad wawa is never never in a million years you get your food from a gas station that it is not always a gas station it is not always a gas station um all right guys thank you so much for listening to our caffeinated rants clearly we're on some like other shit today but we really appreciate you sticking with us uh if you want to keep listening we are on apple Podcasts, iheart and uh spotify and on social media we're on instagram youtube and tiktok at crying in public podcast we always like to hear from you shoot us a dm i think we're going to be doing another q a soon so stay tuned for that and a nice little giveaway to spice up the new year so you should keep an eye out for that that's going to be on our instagram as well we love you guys bye bye It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.